skin and blister. We're two sisters. Supporting each other from across the pond. Bada bing, bada boom. We are back with skin and blister. As I step in the room. I'm a hustler, baby. Do you remember that song? I feel like it was popular when we were in high school. I have no idea what you're saying, as per usual. <laughs> What's How are you new? Doing, Kat? Uh, I'm doing well. I had a a good workout, some coffee, a pastry, all good things. I love starting my day like that. How about you? I am good. I feel like uh, people don't want to hear that we're good, though. We got to give no. them some some drama i have a question for you uh what are you drinking these days coffee wise cocktail wise what is your go-to these days tell us all about it um with the coffee i'm i'm all about a filter with some oat milk although i did have some flat white before tannis how Um, very boring (laughs) (laughs) how about cocktails or beer or wine What's your go-to if you go out or go to the store? When I drink, I usually go for uh, like a wine or a whiskey. That's my drink of choice. But I I branched out. I certainly branched out. And I had, because I had some truffle pasta the other day, and I thought to myself, a white wine would go gloriously with this. So there was... It was crisp. It was buttery. Which one was it? Uh, Farinina. I have no idea what that is. I just made that up. Oh. <laughs> no wonder I don't know what that is. Was it like a Chardonnay or like a Pinot Gris? Which, give it to me. Or a Sauvignon. A Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs> what is the one that... Um, like america what is that one that americans always drink uh, uh california girls you mean like chardonnay the really chardonnay. buttery one uh oh. it wasn't a chardonnay it wasn't i hate chardonnay i hate it it's horrible it's too buttery i don't, I don't really yeah i don't really know in oh, general should we, get, should we have greg quickly on the pod because he's just called me oh yeah quick Let's call him. Okay. Let's see what he says. Greg, you're on the pod. Huh? You're on the pod. Get Same. with it. Loady, loady, loady. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> Give us it's, an update. What can I say? Tell us how I your fitness is going. Fitness is going really good. Ooh. Uh, what can I tell you? Wait, we need to start again though. Edit, Getting that uh, six pack. Paste. Coffee. Just give us Why a little. You can't hear her because she's um. It's all. It's all. Oh, like, I was wondering like, um... why I was being ignored completely. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, I can give you. A, I can tell you something funny that happened with fitness. Oh, let's hear so, it. Uh, well, first of all, why am I not very fit at the moment? Because I went on an all-inclusive holiday to Tunisia. That's... It was amazing. Like. There was this amazing barman called Riyadh, and he just he would just bring us drink after drink after drink. My oh, friend, no. you want a cocktail? Yes, Riyadh, I do. <laughs> it was that simple, and a cocktail would magically appear. 
Uh, so yeah, that was amazing. Like a, a week in Tunisia. Also, oh, really that's your second. That's your second so, all-inclusive this year. I have to mention. No, I went to one last year, I think, as well. But it is a disaster. I put on like five to ten kilos. I'm not even sure in like a week, because all you oh do is sit God. there and eat, drink. Um, but it's very <laughs> relaxing, very fun, and the food. Tunisian food is really good as well, and the people are super nice. Hmm. Um, and then uh, this week, uh, yeah, I'm doing tons of fitness. I'm in Poland at the moment because one of the uh, camp families, they've been inviting me to Poland for years. So I thought, yeah, let, let me go. And yesterday was really funny because the, their, their kid, he's like 13. He plays in a football team. Um, so I went and I was just like playing basketball and stuff on the side. Mm-hmm. And then, they, <laughs> and then the, the trainer was like, do you want to play football uh-huh. uh, with, with the guys? So I was just playing football against these like random uh, Polish thirteen-year-old guys, and uh, at the end, this this it was really fun actually. And then at the end, this this Polish kid came to me, and I don't think his English was the best, but he, he just came to me and like shook my hand very seriously. And he was like, oh. "You are too strong, too fast, too powerful." <laughs> yes, I've achieved my life goals. <laughs> It's like when uh, in the office when Andy Bernard gets beaten up by a 13-year-old girl. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he tries to make her sound like really tough. Yeah, and then he's like practicing hitting, but he's like hitting down. Do you remember that part? Yeah, oh my god, the office is so good. <laughs> Sorry, very abstract reference. All right, we're going to have to keep going, Greg, but I will chat to you after if you're around. Say hi to yeah, your fans. Be, uh, try me. Yeah, hi, loyal fan base. I hope you're, you know, paying close attention and, you know, making every episode that I'm on the most. No, I can't say that. No, I just blah, blah, blah. Based on the pod. Uh, okay. Hi to my lovely sisters as well. All right, cut him off. Well, talk cut. to you guys later. All right, ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao. Oh, my word. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We will see. Bye-bye. 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 Let's see. Oh my god, okay, I'm traumatized. Okay. That, was, that was very exciting. Um, very that exciting. Was Greg the goat. Way to add some energy to the pod. We always need that. What is wait, back to the um back to the drinks discussion. Give us your update. Okay. Yeah, so at the mo um, I am drinking very exciting drip black light roast. However, this morning I got a cortado and that was delish. Actually, you know, I have a bit of a problem with espresso these days because it tastes like I'm so used to like uh, light roast coffee, um, which has is fruity and very lovely flavor, but not. Um, very dark tasting. And so whenever I drink espresso now, it tastes burnt to me. It might either be a bad espresso or I, my taste buds have changed to only want light roast coffee. I don't know. But that is that is the real problem these days. Um, and but as far as cocktail light... goes... Wait, sorry. Can you have a light roast espresso? In theory, yes. Yes. In theory, but I think a lot of people or a lot of coffee shops use dark roast for espresso. 
So mm-hmm. if you know, I know Starbucks does like a blonde roast sometimes. Um, I don't. But they don't have it don't all the time. Don't insult me with Starbucks discussion. Yeah, Starbucks is pretty bad, actually. I'm gonna say something really controversial, but as far as fast food coffee goes, I think the Dunkin' original roast um, black drip is so 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 much better than any starbucks coffee and to all you bougie bitches out there go try the black duncan roast and see what you think i think starbucks always tastes burnt personally i'm gonna say two things about that first i actually totally agree with you for some reason i like, I never have Dunkin' Donuts, but when I visit you, I sometimes do. And it is nice. Uh, the it coffee. is, yeah. And then the second thing is the only reason people go to Starbucks is because they are killing it on social media. So the the youths, it's like a big thing, isn't it, to, to take a picture with the Starbucks. Yeah, they have really good marketing. And they, and they do, like, do more complicated, fancy drinks, I think, as well which a lot of people like. Um, That's not my thing. It's way too sweet, but each to their own. Um, As far as cocktails go, uh uh-oh. We have have a... One second. Saz is signaling. Since you seem to want to be on the pod, do you want to tell us what your coffee is at the moment? Ooh, friend! Speak into the... It's a flat white with oat milk. Thank you for that. That was very... Thank you, friend. but he likes his flat white in a latte cup, so it always confuses everyone. Thank so, you. like a, a lot like... of milk and only one shot espresso? Is that what I'm hearing? No, all our coffees are two shots, but he likes it. He likes basically no foam on the milk. That's okay. Flat okay. White, I guess it's not really a flat white because a flat, I think a flat white is more like a cortado over there. What they would call a cortado. So the cortado is like small. a shot. Yeah, it's tiny. It's like a shot and then a tiny bit of milk foam on top. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you allow me, I'm gonna do the yes, the, sorry, cocktail. Go ahead. What uh, the cocktail. So like you know a gin fizz. Um, so tell me what that my is. favorite bar the other day which, you know, Philo, shout out to Philo. Um, And the bartender there was making, just making up drinks. And she made this like variation on a gin fizz, which is like gin. I actually, don't quote me on this. I know it has gin and egg white, you know, like the the whisked egg white um, in it, Mm -hmm. but I don't know what else it has. So I'm not going to say... But this one had the egg white, the gin, some basil, and some grapefruit in it. And it was, like, so light and springy. It was a really good vibe for hopefully having spring start soon. Although it's looking pretty grim outside today. High of 40 degrees Fahrenheit tomorrow and low of 20 degrees Fahrenheit. And I'm just ready for spring at this point. Rigid. Yeah, getting that, that cocktail, cocktail sounds really good. Get that it's basil. In. Yeah, I love some I love basil. Grapefruit. 
grapefruit in there is always good. So it's good, isn't it? Really nice. Yeah. Um, that cocktail bar that I need to take you to when you come here, they do an amazing... They actually do a different menu every day, which Ooh. I don't know how, how you do that. But um, yeah, they do. A, they always have a couple grapefruit ones on there, and I always get pulled in by them. Yeah, you can't. If I see grapefruit, there's a few things if I see like grapefruit, ginger, basil, or any herb, really. Mezcal. Um, yeah, those are my things. Or an old fashioned. What? Because <laughs> you're saying like basil and herb, so I just thought I would say water. Oh, water. <laughs> aluminium. How do you say it? No, aluminum. aluminum. You say aluminium. Aluminium. Alu- aluminium. aluminium. Tomato. Tomato. Okay. Okay. Yogurt. So, okay. Um, Yes. Ah, very good. Now, you must come over here so I can take you to that cocktail bar immediately. I was going to, but I had to uh, figure out the the little one's passport situ. Because when you renew your kid's passport, one, it's like every five years, which is super annoying. Um, And two, you have to always go in person. You can't like send it in by mail or anything and it takes eight to 12 weeks and you have to send their current passport in so you can't travel anywhere for 12 weeks it's crazy like what if we had to go like for instance what if something horrible happened overseas and we had to go like an emergency be just stuck nothing is gonna happen overseas horrible knock Um, on wood bureaucracy we call that uh do you want a quick yeah. anecdote about trying to renew my u.s passport over here yeah my british one expired like 10 years ago and i didn't bother i only have a you US know what you one. should do next time you come here you should renew your british one because they're in my somewhat limited experience they're really quick really uh, that's so, great so i had to renew my american one it took about three months because every time so every time i sent it in i had to pay for like a special envelope Mm -hmm. envelope and then you would have to pay the exact amount so i pay the exact amount and then the currency would change oh my god (laughs) do you see what i'm saying the exchange rate would change so they'd be like they'd send it back and they'd be like no can do. You're missing no one way. Cent. Yeah, that is so, so would... stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable. So in the end, and I was paying like thirteen pounds for this wretched envelope, which it's all a bit of a of a what's the what's that called? A racket. Uh, a racket. Yeah. Anyway, what I did, what I had to do in the end is I just sent an extra five pounds. So I was like, yeah. there's no way it can it can be under. Um, yeah, so that's that wild. Ages. Then my British one expires, and that took like a week. No way. <laughs> it was like zip, zip. Oh, that again. must be nice. 
the perks of having yeah. a smaller probably i mean part of it is uh horrible bureaucracy here but also i think it probably helps that england is a lot smaller and has a lot smaller population i would think that would help with it as well I think so. It must be because here there's 60 million. And I think in the States, I'm going to take a wild guess, see how close I get. Is it okay. about 300 million or is that totally off? Uh, honestly, I don't even want to say anything because I have no be idea. more than that. It must be more <laughs> like. I'm looking it up um, right now. How many people okay. in the U.S.? It is. Oh, Wow. Very good, Sass. You're amazing. It is 331.9 million as of 2021. Those people be being born. (laughs) (laughs) That is a very good guess. I'm I'm really I'm really proud of you. That's awesome. Um, I looked it up ages. You know when I looked it up when everyone was getting coronavirus because I was like, I wonder because you know how they were telling the statistics like yeah, this many yeah. people in each country, but it doesn't really make sense unless you know how big the country is. Yeah, um, but that is surprising because the UK, like, yeah, I thought there'd be actually more people in the US, but that's still yeah, obviously that's five times as many. Um. Yeah, I mean, we're quite spread out. We still have a lot of wilderness and uninhabited areas here. Lucky That's us. That's nice. Yeah. That is nice. Uh, did you we have, have any space. other... You said you did some notes today. What else is on your paper? Uh, I have a word of the day for you. Okay. okay. I got very excited when I saw it this morning because it made me think of you and me. It is spuddle which is a verb. It's an old English word. Um, And it means to work feebly and ineffectively because your mind is elsewhere or you haven't quite woken up yet. And I think we should start using spuddle every day because basically describes our lives at all times, doesn't it? Yeah, I would like to say it doesn't, but it certainly, it certainly does. what have you been up to, though? What have you been up to over the weekend? Give us some straight and narrow. Uh, <laughs> actually, it's quite windy and uh, and wide. Why wouldn't it be the straight and wide and the windy and narrow? That feels more accurate. Because it's the... <laughs> oh. <laughs> I have no words. Keep going. All I can say is the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Just saying. Let's see. Wrestling, haircut, work-life balance. What do you want to hear about? I only want to hear about the work-life balance if you've got it wrong. <laughs> Actually, give I it mean... to me. Tell me what, tell me what you think. Okay, so every now and again I have... Um, these new construction houses get built and I clean and I clean them with my company. Um, and it's annoying because you, it's very unpredictable. So like, I think that's why a lot of companies don't want to do it. It's not like residential 
cleaning where it's like a more of a regular job. Um, so you kind of have to do it like you can't really plan long term for it. So you just kind of have to do it on the weekend. So I have six right now that are finished and looking to be oh cleaned. Lord. And yeah, this weekend I've realized like over the years, I think back to when I think I started doing that type of work probably four years ago. Um, and now looking back, I always used to go do it all, like most of it myself with like one other person. Um, and I'm either lazy or really good at having good boundaries for myself because now I avoid it at all costs. So if anyone's available to work, I always just hire a big crew and have them do it. And then I pop in to make sure everything's going well, but I just, I can't be bothered anymore. <laughs> so well, what do you think? efficient, isn't it? Like, yeah. it's quite good money-wise. So you yeah, yeah, yeah. to pay people to do it. Yeah. But do you think lazy or good boundaries for myself? What do you think in here? No, I know you. I know you work really hard anyway. So I don't, I think the more you can... Um, get time off it's not even I mean it's good to have time off but I know for a fact that you work all week and then you you obviously have a kid as well and lots of responsibilities so for me the more time you can kind of scramble back the better uh and also I think that's really clever and those people are probably happy to have you know to have some a few hours of work and get paid well so I think it's a really positive thing. Yeah, yeah. But, um, I, I, would I also think like it is. To yeah. say laziness as well. <laughs> <laughs> but I think laziness. How can I say this? It's obviously a real, real thing. But there's, there isn't any reason for you to work unless you need to. Does that make any sense? Yeah, it's it's the age old question of is it. it laziness or efficiency i don't think those no, two are that different no definitely they're not but i'm more saying if you can in in theory if you can have a fulfilling life without working, working why wouldn't you yeah exactly i think we were raised to think like your work defines you um because so much of what we did was to gain respect and kind of status was like how hard we worked. Um, and so it's been very hard as an adult to kind of let go of that whole idea. Um, and also to be like easy on other people about it because like, um, and I'm just now getting there. I did have a moment on Saturday where I was um, at my gym and I had just dropped off supplies and, you know, like got everything set up for the workers. And I was like, instead of staying and working, I went to the gym. I was like, oh, my God, like, I am so good at my priorities right now. <laughs> like I thought like a year ago, I would not have made my own health a priority over work. So I that was a proud moment for me. I think I'm finally growing up and taking care of myself to some extent, which is great. 
Yeah, this is a very interesting thing you bring up because I think prioritizing those things such as health and eating well. The the thing is, I don't. I'm not saying this like, oh, now everyone should. Like, I I enjoy my work and I think it can be really fulfilling, and mm-hmm. I definitely don't want to not work. It's more like having a bit of extra time means I can do a bit more of like fitness and eating well um but yeah uh that's really good i'm proud of you and i hope you made a dollar or two (laughs) just one or three one okay it's very good profit margin one dollar um excellent but how about you how's your work-life balance going The problem with me is that I find is either I'm working really hard or I have zero to do. So then my issue is when I have less to do, instead of being worried that, oh my word, all the businesses have failed because they're a bit more quiet, (laughs) I need to take that time (laughs) to actually like revitalize myself and then I need to Mm -hmm. be able to be ready when it gets busy again so it's been a bit like that recently um but yeah for the most part doing pretty good we're selling a lot of chocolate chip cookies at the coffee shop and it's my responsibility to make those so i i need to get on that oh that feels like a theme this weekend because i made a giant batch last weekend for a potluck at my gym um and then i froze a bunch of the balls which is like so nice because then whenever you feel like a warm cookie you just throw it in the oven and you have this fresh cookie and throw it in a glass of milk yeah (laughs) no gross no one drinks milk anymore milk and cookies oat milk yeah but i just milk is just milk is such a strange concept (laughs) <laughs> how been... far do you want to go with that and Back no let's the stop it there but yeah so last night i had some balls in the freezer and i just took them out 15 minutes in the oven and i had hot cookies while i watched tv oh that's what i wanted to talk to you about have you watched the last of us i have not but i have seen lots of advertisements for it Big shout out. I am loving it. It's so good. Is it a series or a film? It's a series. Um, and I've been watching it on HBO. Um, and it comes out like every Sunday night. So <laughs> No need to anyway. plug HBO. Okay. But I'm <laughs> just letting people fine. know where to find it, though. In case they want Other to Other streaming it. platforms are available. No, but it's only available on HBO. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's why I haven't watched it. Okay, but um. anyway, it's so good. I, I usually don't get into these like zombie things, um, but I do love a good apocalyptic story. And this one is just um, zombie light enough that I love it. Um, there's not much zombie action going on. It's just kind of a theme, but not the entire plot. So it's more of a drama 
between like a father figure and like a, a kind of his adopted daughter type figure oh, yeah. and the yeah, it's really really cool. It's the acting is amazing. So, highly recommend. And says I think you I should watch it. I keep seeing that meme about with uh is it Pedro Pascal? Is that his name? Yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah. He's I like big right meme. now. Like everyone yeah. likes him right now. <laughs> yeah, he he has such a sweet face. He's um, got that like salt and pepper thing going on. <laughs> I knew you would say something about him being oh sexy. Um, <laughs> I was what just can I say? I, I, I like my right there and she chomped it down. What can I say? I like my man with some salt and pepper. Uh, well, you gotta I have, season uh, it. I speaking of social media because that's where I've seen this Pedro Pascal. All those memes, all those memes of him in the car with his head flung back and that song playing which is very like i don't know why i know about this anyway speaking of social media i have spent much 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 too long on instagram this week and i have gone on a deep dive regarding birkin bags do you know about this <laughs> Wait, I are these like birkenstocks but bags galda we are going to get mocked if we don't know about these. We need to I know don't. More. I don't Let know. Me tell you. Listen, okay. I don't live in London, okay? I live in a place no. where people wear yoga pants, chacos, and raincoats. <laughs> don't you As... worry, because I don't know what chacos are. But let me tell you, That's once you, you live watch in one video of this thing, you are basically sucked into an entire different level of internet that you didn't even know existed. So basically, what a Birkin bag is, is it's made by Hermes and uh, Hermes, the brand. Oh, okay, okay. How do you say it in French? Totally Hermes. know what that is. Hermes. Okay. I think. And, um, yeah. They make this bag called, like, there's different ones, but basically they're all called, like, Birkin bags. Anyway, in order... So... In order to buy a Birkin bag, you cannot just go into the store and buy one. You have to make friends with a sales assistant, also known as an SA in the community. Then you need to go in there continuously, buy stuff from your sales assistant. So like, I don't know what else they sell, but you got to go in and buy like other things. Okay. Oh then gosh. when your sales assistant decides that you've bought enough stuff, they offer you a bag and it might not even be the bag you want. And then <laughs> <laughs> they take you in a room and they're like, this is the bag we're offering you. And like, you can say no, but you may not have another chance for until you've spent another hundred thousand. Anyway... There's the whole side of the internet explaining how to get these bags. I don't want to be rude, but then you see the bags and they are, they're like beautiful, but like. Let me look at these. 10,000 whatever. Um, anyway, I fell down a real rabbit hole, but it it's just not for me. But I like I the feel concept. for. I like the I way feel. they do it to make like rich people have to 
like have because i think if you're really rich you don't have to ever really try that hard to like everything's more accessible i guess i'm but, seeing a used one right now for how much is it 35 9 95 35,000 well almost 36,000 yeah but the reused ones oh this is a good point the reused ones often retail for more because you don't have to spend 100,000 oh here's one for 525,000 is it reused or uh doesn't say it looks like alligator silver alligator skin also that alligator one is ugly i have to yeah, say if you're still not... wearing like alligator or fur forget about it like gold i'm not the fashion leather. police but that is not listen nice. all i have to say about this is that i don't think i'll ever be a fashionable person because I think this shit is ridiculous. Fight me. But how much would you spend on a handbag? This is the question they all ask each other. They all go okay. in the street sure. and like ask each other what how much they would spend. Tell me Wait and then I'll it. tell you what they said. Twenty dollars. No. That's actually more than I've ever spent because I've never bought a bag. I but, don't okay. give a fuck about bags. Like, that, that's not one of my things. The only bag I've ever bought was, I mean, I just lied to you, because I bought a tiny backpack for £100, and that's the most expensive I've ever bought. What brand was it? Doc Martin. <laughs> Is that uh, one okay. that I wouldn't stop wearing when I was over there with you guys? Uh, but that's so cute. That's so cute. I, I would spend $100 on it's that. It's useful. Probably. Whenever I'm yeah. traveling, I always have it with me very plus useful. doc martin's fashionable like i i think that's a good purchase you made i, I don't it's think good. that's good i mean they're good because they have a lot of vegan things so it's like and it's like well made so some sometimes you buy the vegan thing and it's like made out of a pineapple leaf and it falls apart immediately <laughs> i love how they like, now market like faux leather pleather as they used to call it in the 90s as vegan leather now to make it sound more high-end and they can put a higher price tag on it but really yeah, it's definitely. just pleather it, and then it, it polyester yeah just plastic eventually basically. it peels and then your life is over there's no salvaging it after that it's just done i mean they definitely so this bag it it's not leather and it doesn't feel like leather but it's it's hardy like it's not gonna break so that's yeah good. yeah yeah um well no th so a lot of these ladies they were asking to be fair they were in knightsbridge which is like super super posh area of london mm -hmm. they were like a hundred thousand sixty thousand fifty five thousand anyway they were all about it but i was I didn't even know about any of this stuff until I went down a complete and utter rabbit hole. See, um, this this type of thing just makes me sad because I think about, like, how you could have bought, like, a whole property for that price. Like, this, actual for, land. <laughs> for me, these are, these people, the people who are buying these, well, for starters, I think it's a lot of, people getting them for gifts for other people 
and then there's a whole thing where your man needs to buy you a Birkin. That's like a whole thing. And then oh it's God. also people who have so more high money than they know what to do with, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, I'm but... over here. Guys, if you don't know what to do with your money, please sponsor the podcast. Uh, you know, the other thing <laughs> about these bags, they're an investment. So the idea is you buy it and then like you resell it for a lot more. Uh, um, yeah, kind of like art. The art market is really weird like that. Yeah. A, a lot of people buy art and never put it on their wall. They just display it. Actually, they never even see it. It sits in these like no tax zones. Um, they have like warehouses at airports that are really like climate controlled. Um, oh. International airports where like just loads of really, really expensive art is just stored there. And people basically, it's the people that buy it as an investment. Um, and mm. they don't have to pay an import tariff on it because it's it stays in that um, zone, which is technically like a no tax. I can't remember what it's called, but it's they like don't have to not pay... part of the country. Yeah, somehow. yeah. So they don't have to pay tariffs on it and it sits there until they resell it. So they basically just buy it as an investment, which is kind of sad if it's like classic beautiful art because no one ever gets to see it it's just sitting in there it's really weird yeah it it does make you question what the point of art is but um that does remind me if you ever go on a cruise ship be very careful because those are international waters so if if you unfortunately get pushed overboard very difficult to find the person who did it because no one wants to take um like oh. no country wants to prosecute that because it's a lot of work um, interesting so hold on to the side if you're on a cruise ship don't let anyone push you over but why do you think someone would push you off a cruise ship god some people have enemies <laughs> who are yours well, let me tell you their names. No, I don't I don't have any enemies. Everybody wants to be my enemy. Uh, too much singing on this oh, pod. The misery. Alright, um you know, I have realized and you can <laughs> totally contradict this statement if you want to. But I think I've become like I went through a phase, right, of, like, being really into, well, I never really was that much into pop culture, but a little bit, a little bit, like, music and stuff when I was younger, right? And then I had a kid, totally stopped knowing anything at all about it, completely mm -hmm. fell off the edge of the world. And now that my child is nine years old, I feel like I'm suddenly, like, young 20s again as far as my pop culture knowledge goes because my child now is introducing me to all the pop culture things including pop music which I hadn't listened to for like 10 years so that's a really interesting life transition I'm going through right now <laughs> that is interesting I guess you're gonna have to do that for the next 10 years or so um yeah 
The other thing that I'm going to say something positive about Instagram because I'm always negative about it. It does keep you up to date with, um, for example, music. You always hear new music on, you know, the reels. Unless you're me and you never have the volume turned on, so you never actually hear the music on the reels. Oh, well, yes, then you don't (laughs) get that benefit. Okay, well, there you go. But I've got I found some artists that I really like from from Instagram. So that's good. Who are you loving right now? Well, thank you for asking. My (laughs) I have this guilty. Oh, gosh. Tell me. I have this guilty pleasure of listening to Macklemore way too much. Oh my you know gosh. Macklemore is. Yeah. Really? Anyway, and yeah, I've had it since day one. Interesting. Um, I can't help myself. And now he's just released a new album. So I've been listening to that nonstop. It's called wow. Ben, if anyone wants to listen to it. <laughs> Do you it's want to good. know what mine is? Yeah. I've been really into, uh, like, T-Swift with her new album. Oh, I do love it. It's so good. Oh, my Also, word. like, the, the Miley Cyrus Roses one, like, it's not that good, but I just keep singing it over and over. Wait, the flowers. Oh, flowers. Jesus yeah. Christ. No. I'm no, not cool at all. I said song. roses and not flowers. <laughs> no. It, that is a good song in that. I mean, as a pop song, it's like got a good beat, a good message. I think that's one of yeah. the, the bangers of our time. She's um, killing it right now. I have but to say. I love the Taylor Swift one. I love that one. So um, good. Antihero. Draw the cat eyes. I love Antihero okay. and I like the cat eyes one. Those might be the same one. I don't Draw know the cat what the cat eyes, eyes sharp one. enough to kill a man. Okay, not sure. I love basically the things. one I'm stuck on is Antihero because I think that's really good. That song reminds me of you. Is that a good like or a bad, bad thing? No, it's a good thing. It, but it's it, if you listen to the lyrics, it's not. But it, it's a good thing. <laughs> anyway. Well, that has been my anthem recently, so maybe you're onto something. There's something about um, it that really reminds. What? How does it go again? It's me, I, I'm the problem, it's me. Yeah, okay, wait one second. It's not, it's not, um, you know what it is. I, just I would be worried it. about copyright infringement, but I don't think we're at that level, so I'm not worried about no, it. No, but also if you, do, if you don't do very long, it's fine. I, think. I heard that was a myth, but really, it's oh, really? fine. Well, yeah. if Taylor Swift sues us, we're just going to get more popular. Um, exactly. I'm sure you're allowed to play 15 seconds of songs. Well, anyway. I read somewhere that was a myth, but I didn't do much research on it. So I don't, I don't care. I think it's great. It's a good song. Everyone, if you haven't listened, listen. Taylor Swift's new album... Yeah, really good, called Midnight's, I believe. Um, the reason that song reminds me of you is because it's like, uh, they're like staying youthful. Mm. 
He's nice. Um, Does that, are you saying basically that I'm old, but at least I'm staying youthful? No, it's like... Or conversely, <laughs> that I'm immature. <laughs> it's hard to explain, but I love that song, and it really reminds me of you. But if you listen to the lyrics, it's like seems like it's a bad thing, but it's a good thing. No, it's um, so good. And I'm also flattered. the part where it goes, it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. Because I can imagine you just like coming into Taking the room ownership. Saying that. Yeah. You love a bit of, you love a bit of um, center of attention. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> um, do we have a question? Yes. Moving on. <laughs> Moving right along. Oh, my. oh, I Imagine. wanted to just say while I'm pulling up this question, very sad thing that's happened to me because I got my hard cast off my wrist is that I have to wash my own hair again. <laughs> I was oh, really who? enjoying. Oh, Simon's in the room. He's going to enjoy hearing this. Uh, I was really enjoying having Simon wash my hair. Oh, but now that's I'm so back kind. to washing. Isn't, he, that, isn't that sweet? Sweetheart. What a sweet, sweet soul. But yeah, yeah I'm back to washing my own hair. Sad times. It does but, feel nice when someone else washes your hair. Cannot yeah, lie. that head massage. Oh, it's so good. Sometimes I go to the hairdresser just to get my hair washed and dried because it feels so good. That's some um, next level. Hello. I only did that once. Okie dokie. Do I sound out of touch? <laughs> I have to say where I get older. What is it? It's me. Hi. I'm the it's, problem. No, it's like paying for a massage. It's like you're paying for someone to do something nice for you. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's me. Hi. I'm the problem. It's me. All right. This is wow. not a music podcast. So stop singing. <laughs> I don't think anyone wants to hear us sing. Um, but here is the question. It's really good. I feel like I'm talking weird right now. What's going on? Uh, quick apologies for last week. The reason there was a lisp in everything <laughs> was not because we suddenly de developed lisps. It was because for some reason the overlay on the editing got made it like that and I I couldn't. Anyway, I apologize. Well, you basically got to hear us practicing for us when we all moved to Spain, because we'll probably develop serious lisps when we're there. We'll move to um, Barcelona. <laughs> Barcelona. I couldn't think. Thank you for that. You saved me. Um, so, question... Thank you, thank you, thank you for your continued questions. Really helps us provide some quality content for you. So keep them coming. Koala bear. <laughs> if you could change, get serious now. Get serious. Okay. If you could change or add three things to make your experience in the intentional community better, what would those three things be? Did living in the intentional community make you closer to your family? How did it affect your relationship with your siblings? Oh, so wow. three-part question. Good question. 
Do you want to go or I can jump in? That's like, okay, should we tackle it one at a time? Because I always yeah. So what's change or add part? three things to make your experience better. What would those three things be? So I'm going to jump right in and say um, the main thing I would change is like building confidence, especially for young women there. I think that's something they that is really lacking. And I'm also going to say, um, I mean, I'm really going in. So, and then. This is so bad, but I was going to. I got really serious. And then I was, I'm really going in. I have to just say, I'm really going in hard here. But sex education as well. <laughs> Good one. But I'm oh, oh dear. Um, I appreciate that. That's two. Maybe you you'd say some. Yeah, yeah. Another one is I would take away the entire religious aspect mm. because I think it's very forced, and um, I think it probably started in a really genuine place, and it is probably genuine for some people there. But as far as uh, a lot of people, I don't feel like really have a personal faith and it's more of just a structural thing, which I never think religion should be used as like a structural form of control. Mm-hmm. I think that is honestly probably why people created religion, but I think it's really harmful to use it as, you know, a way of controlling the way people behave. Mm-hmm. So that's three things. I I fully agree with your two points. I think those are really important. I think if we can add a fourth, I would add on um, sports, which weird. Well, they have kind of done that in the more recent Yeah, years. they have. Shout out. Because I loved, like when I was a kid, I used to, I mean, I loved like, doing sports and I wish we could have done it more it, it wasn't encouraged really at all yeah which was like unfortunate because we had enough you know friends and family there to have sports teams um mm. and I also I really missed out on that I feel like a lot of my uh motherhood has been spent <laughs> living vicariously through my son's sporting experiences <laughs> uh-uh. suck a mom yeah. Uh, what's the next level? Next um, level question. Did living in the intentional community make you closer to your family? Uh, oh. Hmm. I can dive in on this one. Yeah, go for it. Um, so it's really interesting dynamic because in a c- commune like that, um, it's kind of like a one organism. That's kind of how, you know, it exists and remains in existence is by being kind of a very large family, which is what I've heard from a lot of people who have grown up in similar situations. So I think that (laughs) I will preface that with a large, very dysfunctional family for the most part, in my opinion. Um, Although there's some great... 
There's some no 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 the whole commune. Oh sorry. I so know. I think the point I'm trying to make is like <laughs> maybe if you listened. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, the po- <laughs> the point I'm trying to make is that I feel as if I was raised in the family of the commune, and my own biological family was kind of second to that, um, which was odd and not preferable um, in hindsight. I think that, like, had our parents been allowed to raise us how they instinctually wanted to, like, we, it would have been better. Um, I really respect and love our parents, and I think that, yeah, so I don't, I wouldn't say it brought us closer to our family emotionally, um, but yeah, it's kind of hard, like, we're really close as adult siblings, but when I first left the commune, I felt incredibly isolated and very alone, and I kind of feel like I felt like that as a child, too. I kind of felt Mm. like we were all our own little solo, like, planets, orbiting around trying to figure stuff out by ourselves without like emotional support from other people. Yeah. I agree with you in that it I would we didn't experience not growing up there, but I would say it for me, I think we're probably we were probably less close because of that. Mm-hmm. Although so exactly why you said because we spent so much of the time with kind of this, you know, 300 other people. Um, Although we did spend, we would have these like family suppers, we would call them twice a week. And they were like, sit down. Everyone would have a turn to speak. (laughs) I.e. Sarah (laughs) was always the one having a turn to speak. (laughs) Yeah. It hasn't. My how the tables have turned. (laughs) Um, And then every evening we would, from five to seven, we would sing together. um, Read stories about people being stabbed by a tent peg. Yeah, read stories from the Bible. Mass rape. Sorry. It's not funny, but, like, it is funny. The Old Testament is intense, guys. And that was our bedtime listening. <laughs> That's kind of funny because, like, so much of it was literally intense, if you see what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, my we gosh. Also read the whole of The Lord of the Rings. I mean, that kind of thing is yeah, cool. like, yeah, I would yeah. like that for if I ever had kids. I would like them to have. Story, but you wouldn't family really time community for that but i would say probably uh the reason the only <laughs> one of the positives of living on that community is the fact that i was born because i'm the fifth out of seven so i think they probably would have stopped a lot sooner <laughs> if it wasn't for and you're the fourth calder so yeah not even be around. i probably um, wouldn't exist either so yeah uh that we yeah because after after Greg, you know if they didn't live there, they would have stopped after Greg. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I that, yeah. Um, but yeah, they encouraged large families at that time. So here we are. 
Here we are, middle what children. Last, what was the last Still part? craving attention <laughs> 20 yeah. years later. Um, yeah, 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 it's weird. It's a weird dynamic because we did really have that like family time where we went on hikes and read stories and sang, which I could do without the family singing, probably for the <laughs> most part. Um, but. I think that the problem was we were only allowed to express certain parts of ourselves and not our whole selves, and that was really hard. Um, so we never really felt like emotionally close, if that makes sense. Um, how did it affect your relationship with your siblings? Okay, we kind of covered that already. Yeah. I would say one thing, one other thing I would say is that when you, when I left the community, there was a real push not to contact, not so much the siblings, but other people who had left. And I think that's mm -hmm. quite a control tactic to, as far as I can see, that's kind of a control tactic. So you go off the community, you get so, so lonely and sad yeah, it's, it's hard to make friends even when you're, you know, you've mm -hmm. grown up in a society. But like plonk yourself down in a society you've never been in. It's very, very tricky. Also, no money, no kind of anything. So um, I think they wanted us to go back and they knew that if, you know, we we didn't communicate with other people that we could relate to, we'd get lonely and crawl back, you know. Yeah. That didn't happen. Exactly. And it took me, I mean, I've been off the community for over 10 years now. And I think our relationship, obviously Kez and me, but our other siblings, the lovely Gregor, we have other siblings as well. Eternity <laughs> siblings are available. Um, it, like I've built a relationship as an adult that was completely different from yeah my relationship when i was on the commune so i think our childhood was dominated by a lot of fear of saying or doing the wrong thing mm. so we were very much like just performing what we thought we were supposed to perform if that makes sense um which is not at all authentic so i think it was like really it was a whole new process kind of learning who we were and then becoming friends after that um, as adults. So I think it took us a while. Like I, well, when I first left, I didn't talk to any of you guys much at all. Well, you weren't gone yet, but the other siblings. Mm. And then because I thought, you know, I would get in trouble for it. And then when that wore off, it took me forever to develop, like, a real friendship with you guys. But right now, like, I am so thankful because you guys are, like, my best friends. And it's really mm. fun um, and also really stressful to hang out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Um, yeah, I feel we even... I feel like we're still even getting closer. Like this pod has been great for that. And we have, I I mean, it is stressful because with, with siblings, it's like this inbuilt friendships, but then you also have 
conflicts and you can't really like you have to actually really resolve them you can't you yeah know, those are your siblings for life so that's been which no one really dynamic. likes doing yeah i know but i didn't when you're not close with someone you don't have that but then yeah exactly been something so like i i feel like our relationship is just getting stronger which is a really cool thing um it's so cool i will just say familiarity breeds contempt don't put me in the basement of your heart (laughs) wow don't lock me in a closet and leave me there we gotta go because i gotta finish my porridge okay Um, wait i have a word of wisdom though nightmare (laughs) (laughs) thank you for those amazing questions those were really good um thank you yeah (laughs) okay my word of wisdom i wrote it in my notes so i'm gonna do it damn you um i am excited also how congealed is your porridge right now must be disgusting after this long where i get older but just now (laughs) all right (laughs) remember how we talked about family singing was not a positive (laughs) yeah um okay i just want to tell you guys that everything is temporary good things bad things bad feelings they all come and go so next time you're really upset and you think something's a massive massive problem think about how bad would this seem in a year from now will i remember it or will i just have completely forgotten about it and then if you think of it on those terms you can decide what to do from there in a very logical fashion so that is something that I only learned later in life and it's been really helpful to keep in mind as I go along, as I sputtle along through life. Yeah, because things can seem so big, but then Mm -hmm. sometimes even just talking to someone about them can make, like, organize them in your brain enough that you can get some perspective. That's a good one. One to take into the new week. All right. Glad I got my spot and family supper today. (laughs) Have a good week, everyone. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. Love you all. Ciao, Ciao, ciao. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to Skin and Blister. If you have questions or comments, please email us at skinandblisterpod at gmail.com.